Hey fellow tennis nerds and welcome to the Tennis Nerd Podcast. This episode I talked to Jack Oswald, a pro player who designed his own tennis bag called Kansha Bag. Kansha means court, he will get into that in this interview. We talk about being a pro player and we talk about how he came up with the idea of the, of the Kansha Bag, which is a slightly different take on tennis bags. I started the podcast by asking Jack how he came up with the Kansha Bag. Yeah, so, um, well, I spent um, the last five to six years traveling on the professional tennis circuit. circuit. I've been playing tennis since I was five years old, so 20 years now. And um, I was I went through so many bags on my travels and to all around the world for different events. And um, most of them didn't last more than a few months, you know, going on uh, luggage carousels in, in um, uh, overhead lockers in aeroplanes and hotels and buses, trains, everything, um, they just, they couldn't, you know, they couldn't just stand up to the, the amount of, um, uh, the extent to which I was using them and the extent to the, to the stress that they were taking. Um, and I was going through them in, like no tomorrow, but also they were bulky, um, difficult to, difficult to travel with, difficult to maneuver. Um, they didn't look great. Uh, and, um, I wasn't really, I just very uninspired by them. And, I just thought, you know, there's got to be a better way to travel for, for tennis, for just traveling in general, but for your favorite activities. And, um, you know, not everyone's playing at, at the same level, but I think everyone can benefit from from uh, an easier way to, to, to carry their, 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 their sports gear, especially tennis. And um, that was the idea behind the brand. And, um, we started to spend, I mean, three and a half years ago, we started looking at what was out there. Um, I'd obviously had a lot of experience with already with the top brands, um, but they all kind of followed a similar pattern, you know, that sort of uh, snail shell sort of uh, design on your back that was very bulky and everything sort of fell to the bottom of it. Um, you could fit all your rackets in, but, you know, there was no, not really any, any really, um, any three, I mean, I felt like not a whole lot of thought process behind the design. And so um, that's where, that's where we started from. And, we, and, you know, I took all the prototypes with me around the, around on my travels and showed them to other players you know even you know even much better than myself um got their inputs uh, also also took them to you know tennis clubs and um local players and uh, recreational players ha- had a go and th- that was a process of over really over over sort of 20 24 26 months where we really just were wanted to get feedback on everything we were designing and we really came up with the idea of modularity and customizability that not everyone travels or carries their gear in the same way but um, so people need to be able to adapt their bag and, and their carry sort of setup to to their own individual daily routine and um, and lifestyle and favorite activities. So um, that's where that's where we started. And we really just we worked backwards and looked at all of the sort of ways that we could um, allow people to customize their bag and, and obviously modularity in a, a specific way for people to, to attach and detach uh, accessories to their bag came up a lot um, but we weren't really happy with what was out there as well with with in terms of modular bags a lot of them were very uh, you know um, you know the, the traditional one was with so the army molly grid um, type of style which obviously worked well for the army but not great for for everybody else um, so we really worked to refine that that design um, and um, we came up with our own sort of attachment system that allows um, the user to attach and detach their different accessories to their cancha bag depending on what their daily routine is looking like or the way they travel or just um the way they go about um the or the 
take playing their favorite sport so especially tennis and that's where we started with the with the tennis bag which um which is um which can fit up to um four or five rackets inside it's got the same modular design um and it ex- accepts all the different accessories we've designed so that each player can can travel in the way that, that they wish to and um you know we went through a lot of hiccups along the way um you know me taking them on tour with me i came along across a lot of different things that i liked didn't like and that was that was all part of the iterative design process and you know we we really spent time um making sure that everything was how we wanted it to be and not just how i wanted it to be but how tennis players in general wanted it to be um so that you know this bag could adapt to each tennis player's lifestyle yeah it definitely looks different like i'm i'm uh, i really actually personally like the design because i'm a, a guitar player ex guitar okay. player so it kind of resembles more of a guitar case in its design uh, mm-hmm. so it's it's made to be more comfortable to carry it as a backpack right that was one of the thing thoughts behind it right yeah exactly and the and the current backpacks tennis backpacks especially out there i mean people like a lot of you know especially recreational players they like tennis backpacks because they can because they're easy to take about you can you can carry it on a bicycle you can you can carry it anywhere you go you can use it for for different purposes but the problem is that you can only fit a couple of rackets in there and you got your you know the handle sticking out and rain gets on them and you know that's not ideal for even even players carrying one racket let alone you know four so that's why i i know i thought well i i used to come across professional players who didn't want to take massive you know eight pack nine pack 12 pack racket bags on their with on their travels even you, you know and so they would carry backpacks but they would, their constant complaint would be well i can only fit two in here or i can only you know what i need something that i can is easy to take about but can also fit everything i need so that's where that's where the country bag um you know it tries to do is that it, it carries a lot more rackets than the traditional tennis backpack but um but you can be worn a backpack style and um but you can also mount a different accessories to increase the volume increase its functionality yeah i find that pretty interesting the way the modularity because sometimes you have uh, i played a lot of tennis myself obviously and sometimes you have times where you need a lot of stuff to the court usually i have a lot of review rackets so for me mm-hmm. it's i need a lot of space but sometimes you just want to go with maybe two rackets and you want uh, x number of clothes or change depending on what it is so i think the modularity idea is, is interesting here yeah. um so are you still uh, you still traveling and playing tournaments or or is this your your new thing now no so um i am still traveling i mean obviously the the recent i mean the pandemic has put a put a hold to that um recently uh but i played my last event early last year and just been you know we went into lockdown here in the united kingdom and um we were able to train somewhat and have been training a lot um over these um over the last few months just sort of getting ready to get back on the circuit um so really looking into the forward to 2021 um that um to really sort of um continue with my career but um it's uh it's i mean i i i don't see um cancha or my or tennis really as one or the other i think they go hand in hand um it's it allowed it let, you know my travels on on the tennis circuit allowed cancha to get to where it is because i was able to get the feedback from other players and incorporate their insights and also spread the word about cancha um so yeah i mean i i don't have any any plans to stop anytime soon that's for sure <laughs> No, I think it also makes sense if you're um, doing something as a as a side business or if it's a, a main business, but that you're actually involved in the actual uh, playing and and I right. think and the tennis life. I think that yeah. will give you uh, kind of the the feedback you need to create a, a good product and, and keep developing it as well. I think that's yeah, quite important. I, I think that's that's the thing about um, that's one of the main one of my 
um, one of the things about Cancha, which I feel like where I really want the company to go forward is that is that with you know some of the massive um, tennis brands out there, you know um, they're they're very corporate and they are slightly distanced from the sport in the sense that the people designing the products are in offices somewhere, um, you know who you know maybe take some feet. Obviously, I'm sure they have feedback processes, but they're not directly involved in sports, and that's something that Cancha has always tried to keep um, close um, to. To I mean, the people that, that work for Cancha now always trying to keep that close to um, our hearts because we we I truly believe that in order to develop um, innovative products for for tennis, you need to be involved in a sport. You you have to be involved in a sport, and um, so that's something that that I don't see Cancha ever changing. I think it's really important that everyone who who takes part in it is 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 fully involved in the sport and is able to really draw from the tennis community's insights to to continually adapt and innovate yeah i think that's that's correct i think you need to uh, i mean it obviously helps to play a lot of tennis and be having played a lot of tennis perhaps on on some level to understand the rigors of or what's go goes on on the tour whether it's itf or atp or wta okay. Um, when you designed the bags, I mean, how, how much thought went into the material? What kind of materials are you using? It's a little bit different from other kind of tennis bags, traditional tennis bags. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, we wanted that. That was a very important thing for us is the material because for, from, from a number of standpoints, but first of all, obviously that I found that the first thing I found was that the tennis bags that I always had were ripping at the seams. Um, that was where the main stress point was on them, um, with the zippers where they, where they were sewn on. So the first thing I, we we made sure that we did is that all of our zippers are bonded on, and bonded has a much much higher um, strength and integrity versus sewing. And so our, the zipper, the main the main zipper on the on the um, on 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 the country racket bag is is water resistant, and it's also bonded by heat, um, uh, which which ensures it's sort of it um, doesn't really. It's I mean it's extremely hard to take it off in comparison to um, to sewing. So that was a really important thing that we implemented. That we wanted to make sure that stress area was always able to um, hold up, but also, yes, the material itself. Um, we use a specific um, uh, high tenacity nylon, um, and um, and that's much, much stronger than, than the average sort of material you find on most um, on most tennis bags. It's um, it's also, um, we also saw some material from Blue Sign certified suppliers, they use. They eliminate all um, dangerously chemical processes in um, in the production of those materials, um, and they're and they're highly regulated for that to make sure that um, there's minimal minimal impact on the environment when they produce um, nylon, which is a man-made fiber. Um, so it's really really important to us that when we do that, that that we that it has minimal impact on the environment. So um, that was the two sort of main things we wanted. One of the fabric to be much much stronger than than the traditional. Um, traditional tennis racket um, fabrics and um, and it's a lot more expensive it costs us a lot more money to to produce but we it's just so vital for for the integrity of the product that it's able to withstand everything and so there's that but also we wanted to make sure that um, that we were doing our bit and we were we weren't um, we reducing as much as possible our impact on the environment when we produce um, the bags yeah I think that makes makes sense especially today when everything is uh, you, you can actually look at the whole holistic way with everything yeah. you build and design. Uh, yeah. Cancha, what does that name come from? So Cancha is um, is actually a Spanish word and it means um, court, um, especially in Latin America. I spent a lot of time traveling around tournaments in there. Um, so it actually means tennis court, um, but it also means um, sort of field or place where activity 
takes place um, but also it's got a number of meanings and if somebody's got cancer it means they've got passion they've got something about them they've got ambition um, and it just really resonated with me both from a tennis perspective but from um, really the, the ideal behind cancer is that we want to empower um, individuals to pursue their passions that's the main thing is that I was very lucky in with that I had um, the support to, to go and pursue tennis and to pursue it um, professionally and I had that support um, around me and I just felt well this is what this is what cancer should be about it should be about providing products and empower people to to go and pursue their own passions especially within the tennis community which I feel like I owe so much to yeah so I mean you've been playing since your your five years since you were five years old yeah. and you're 25 today if I'm not mistaken yes um how um what do you see happening now i mean are you the idea is to go travel now as soon as the tours open a bit more regularly to be able to play more kind of itf futures and stuff like that yeah definitely um i still want to be extremely involved in 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 tennis from a from a professional standpoint but also just in tennis in general and and um i want cancer to be part of that but i think that yeah my my own ambitions were outside of um outside of Kansho I definitely need to continue um competing on the tour and see and see where I can get to um and um I mean that's the great the great thing about tennis especially is um when you're competing is that there's always another tournament um and there's always you know you can you know there's it's there's always another week and um sometimes you have um some of the most amazing moments of your career and other times you have some really tough ones but it's that journey that um I'm just itching to get back out there and be part of yeah, I guess I mean from from reading your your stuff on the website, and I can see that you're you're a, a guy that loves to travel. I think travel is uh, sounds like a, a key part of your your life, and I'm 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 pretty much the same there. I really miss traveling now during COVID. How tough has this uh, has this year been for you uh, personally? It's been a been a rough year. Yeah, I think I mean it, it definitely has been tough, but um, I think the most um, I think it's been really uh, it's really made everyone realize. I think that it's really been tough for everybody and nobody I mean whenever you feel like you're suffering well there's always someone who suffered suffered more um, because of this pandemic and it really put things into perspective for me Um, I think for everybody really I think you know whenever I whenever someone says to me oh well it must be so tough for you not being able to travel I think well honestly yes but it's nothing in comparison to some of the things that um, the way that the pandemic has affected other people so it really um put things in perspective for me and um when I you know we went into a lockdown obviously a full lockdown in in March like just like most other countries and um those sort of eight weeks were I suddenly realized with a probably the first time I'd had eight weeks out of playing tennis since I was probably five or six years old so um it was it was very um it was very surreal but then actually it really it really brought things home it hammered things home that I was actually very fortunate to still be to be playing and also um, that um, that you know I think there are people out there that are really that really need um, more support and um, and I think it really made that clear. So yeah, I think it has been difficult, but um, I think it's just made myself and I think everyone in general just more aware of of everyone else. Yeah, there's always positives in in, uh, yeah. in the, the the tough place. I I completely yeah. agree. Uh, when you when you're playing on the tour and traveling around playing tennis. Um, it, I mean, obviously, the bags were were a frustration that you that you uh, tried to tackle in this uh, Kansha matter, which which is very interesting. Um, are there any other, you know, hardships when you're 
traveling around and playing because I mean tennis uh, on the lower ranks of the tour it's it's quite tough to to make a living and to keep playing quite costly. Yeah, it's extremely tough. Um, I think I think what yeah, there's something that I think that I'd like to be involved. I'd like Cancha to be involved in is really trying to find ways to fund the lower level professional tour to a point where it really um, it really allows players to earn a living um, because they really I mean they really don't uh, at the moment. It's it's incredible that people can spend um, you know hundreds of thousands of hours of their life um you know or, or so many hours of their life on playing tennis and really dedicating their lives to to competing at a certain level and playing at an unbelievable level i mean the level that you see at the uh the itf future circuit the challenger circuit is incredible um and those people have dedicated their lives to it yet they can't earn a basic living for it and that's that's a fundamental problem with the sport which i would you know, I'm, you know, it's a really, it's a big priority for me to, to become involved in trying to change that. And not, not for myself, but for the sport in general, because I think there are so many players out there that, you know, it's incredible that football and you can be 2,000, 3,000 in the world in football and a very good living. And that's a team sport, of course, which does make a difference. But I, I genuinely think there is a way that the, that the public can be more involved, um, or tennis fans can be more involved in lower level professional tennis, because it's still extremely exciting to watch so um yeah i think that's 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 a really big um project of mine i think further down the line but i i want to definitely be involved in trying to make sure the the the, the tour is better funded and that, that there is more involvement in the fans in 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 the lower levels of professional circuits so that players can continue earning a living um and be part of that yeah because i still think there's plenty of entertainment value uh watching you know futures or challengers i mean like you say it's a incredibly high level uh, anyone who's played tennis and watched tennis would complete would understand that immediately and it's still really fascinating to watch an itf tour match as it is watching an atp match it's just more about uh, making it accessible maybe making media a bit more on their toes when it comes to tennis because they do um, air football everywhere and and it's uh, it's popular on the, also the lower levels of the, in the different leagues uh, so I think there's something to be done the question is is what do you have any ideas well I, I think I think it's 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 involvement with fans and um, and media I think definitely I think there's been a bit of a lot of emphasis on the ITF um, sort of increasing prize money and things like that and I can see where that argument comes to but but that's 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 not that's only putting a plaster over a hole. I mean, putting a bandaid over a hole for American audience. I mean, it's just it's not the 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 ITF itself is not responsible. It's it's they need to, they obviously need to be working to find better ways to televise professional events. I think is a big thing, and I think they're working better ways to get fans involved, um, and not just te- I mean televise um, uh, you know online as well is a big thing. I think to to help the sport grow because it's not it's it's relatively inexpensive to televise. Or to broadcast um, matches uh, online through the ITF website, through other media, in comparison to obviously to TV, and that's where I think that it could really grow. Um, but I don't think it's necessarily down to the ITF just to, you know, to find more funding to increase prize money. I think it's more about getting getting people involved around the world in watching um, future and challenger level events through through um, broadcasting online but also at the events having better provisions for for um, for fans to get involved and to watch I think 
Yeah, I, I'm with with uh, online streaming and the kind of the ease to now uh, broadcast any kind of tournament. I mean, they tried to do that with the Challenger Tour, I think this year. Uh, when it came back, uh, was that they were actually you could actually stream for free via the ATP website. So, uh, I mean it, that that should be possible also on the kind of ITF level and and even lower than that. So I I do think there's an opportunity there. It's more about finding the way to get kind of sponsors attracted. But for that to happen, you need to bring in the audience, which I think yeah. the audience is there because I mean. Having run Tennis Nerd for quite a few years, I know there's plenty of tennis fans and tennis nerds and lovers who can watch tennis yeah. uh, all day. They're, they they have the, a huge passion for the sport, which is great. So you just need to channel that passion into something and find a way to use um, all this kind of talent, tennis playing talent yeah. that's out there that people would like to watch and benefit from and, and learn from possibly. Yeah, 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 definitely. You know, I think, I think, I think obviously, I think, um, uh, even, for example, your uh, Tennis Nerd site, I mean, it's doing a fantastic job of uh, promoting the sport and getting um, uh, fans involved in the sport, not just with equipment, but also with the latest news and events and developments on the tour. So um, I think, you know, it's, it's uh, I mean, hats off to, I think, to, to people like you who are really promoting it, because I think that makes a big difference, you know, all the way down the ladder, I think. Yeah, exactly. Well, it shows that the passion is there. It's just not been really channeled down uh, and it just kind of stays in the even ATP 500. Like when right. you look at the spectators coming to ATP 250, it's still quite low, which is ridiculous because it's it's a, the level yeah. of, of, of entertainment can be can be very, very good. So uh, yeah. I think there's there's something there that could be done. I mean, one of the the conversations I've heard is that, oh, if we could bring more kind of team tennis in, it would be more of a kind of created more into kind of a team and a single sport could be interesting. I don't know if that would work, but it seems to work in the States when you have team yeah. team sports quite popular. Yeah, yeah. I think definitely in the States, it's really pretty popular because of um, people get, you know, I think team sports really have hold a huge um, place in, in American um, community. And I think that community really brings people together. And I think the team sports with tennis has really helped to that. So, yeah, I definitely agree. That's definitely a Away, and I think um, I think the ATP and WTA even have to be careful because um, you know if they don't adapt to that, it's likely that that uh, you know another player will come up and I mean a player is in another uh, another organization will come up and um, and steal the thunder because I think that you know if it's it's where the and they've had a few they've had a few um, challenges from from um, from other organizations in the in the past that have that have offered some team style um tennis that have really really had some really amazing results so i think it's certainly something that needs to be implemented um i think the problem is tennis is a very traditional sport and i think people are also wary of changing rules and changing the way that the structure is so it's finding that balance i think um but people also have to remember that um you know the top players they started at at the lower levels professional tour and they were playing some unreal tennis then so you know, there's definitely some amazing talent to be seen at that level. It's just letting it shine, really. Yeah, exactly. And and now that we might need new stars more than ever, if we're looking at the kind of, uh, you know, nearby retirement of the top three, I think uh, we need to kind of create new stars. And then you can definitely look at, at uh, where, where they're coming from right now, like 16, 17 year olds and so on. So uh, there, there's an opportunity there to kind of bring them into the spotlight a bit more by broadcasting also of futures and, and challengers a lot more. 
yeah definitely when it comes to i mean i have a lot of um, a lot of racket nerds listening to this uh, podcast <laughs> uh, so i have to get into rackets so what are you playing with right now and do you have kind of that racket history you can you can shine a light on yeah um i've always been a um I mean, I've got quite an all-court game style. Um, I'm a smaller player. I've I'm sort of five eight, five nine. Um, so I've um, so about 170 for Europeans listening. Um, but um, yeah, I mean, I, I've I've always played with um, traditionally. I've really liked head uh, rackets. I've used um, I used the Prestige a lot when I was younger. Um, and actually, I, I yeah, I used the Prestige a lot when I was younger. And the original Instinct um, head instinct that that sort of not a big fan of those anymore, but the the original one was great. Um, I was usually I was inspired by Gasquet when he used to use it when I was very little, um, and I sort of stuck with head a lot. And um, I'm actually right now using a uh, graphene, uh, so the gravity sorry uh, pro racket, which is sort of weighted up um, to my specifications. But I've always gone pretty heavy and um, usually quite thin beam sticks that uh, allow me to sort of play all court game style, but have some weight behind them so I can sort of generate some pace um, because, yeah, I'm a small player and I need I need all the help I can get. Have you tried extended length frames or used them as standard? So I, you know, I've, it's, I've always been told to try extended length um, frames. And um, the problem is that I've actually, I've actually liked extended length um, frames, but they've never been in the, um, they've never, I mean, I've never had a prestige extended length, for example, they just haven't made it. And mm-hmm. um so I've always kind of thought, well, I'd rather have the frame I like than get an extra quarter of an inch out of it of length. But I think it would suit me. And it's um, I think they need to try and um, offer those more in, in, in multiple uh, models, because I think it's a it's a it's it's it's, pre- it's actually pretty um, it's pretty popular on tour. A lot of the a lot of players are using extended length brackets. And I think um, perhaps people aren't aware. But, yeah, it's definitely it's definitely being used uh, quite a bit. So, um yeah, I'm definitely not not definitely not averse to to, to extended length rackets. Now you need to kind of go to a customizer who will like sh- change the, yeah. the length of the frame, which which requires some money and, and work, obviously. Uh, yeah. But it would be good if they'd actually had like extended length rackets available, like you have in gel, where you can order extended, you know, straight away because it's a custom company. But it's not really that common, especially for for the kind of frames you're talking about, the Prestige, where you usually standard length unless you're a pro and you get pro stocks right so it's yeah well i know i know um i actually know i know paul from angel um uh very very well and um he's i, I mean i very i synonymize myself with a lot with um with a lot of his sort of values and the way that they they make their frames because i again they're offering a custom option to to tennis players which is really doesn't exist otherwise unless you really are willing to go to some racket customizer and i think they're doing a fantastic job that they are so um yeah, I think they've really they've sort of hit the mark there, and it's kind of it's kind of where um, the sort of the the values sort of similar values that Kanja shares with really offering a sort of custom adaptable option for tennis players. So I definitely agree that they they've sort of going down the right the right path there. Yeah, I think that's that's interesting. I think more and more uh, people are are want to have or be able to choose exactly what kind of one specs when it comes to rackets, but also. Uh, when it comes to other products, whether it's sneakers or clothes and, and stuff or bags in this case. So in your situation for the Kansha bags, you can you can build your own bag. It means like you can choose the color and, and accessories or how does that work? Yeah, so um, we we have we actually have we have two um, sort of uh, main bags. We have the backpack, which is launching in January. We have the racket bag 
And the backpack is more of an all-round sports and travel bag, which has the same um, adaptable framework or modular framework that um, the racket bag has, and it, and, it, and it attaches to all the same accessories. Um, but the racket bag um, is is our main is our principal product, and that's the um, uh, that that's that's the what on our website right now you can you can choose between um, between four or five different colours that have all been specifically um, we we had probably about thirty colours at the beginning that we narrowed and whittled down to ones that are really the most popular amongst um, all the different all the feedback we got amongst tennis players of sort of all demographics and those were our main sort of really popular colours and um, so we offer those um, at the start with and then you can you can you can choose your accessories you offer the wet dry bag which is a um, which is which can it attaches onto the back of the racket bag um, and uh, it's got a internal um, compartment that you can store wet and dry clothes separately and it's a very light fabric um, that's you can barely feel it when it's attached to the the racket bag and that's to really just keep the weight down but it also allows you to kind of keep your clothes separate your wet and dry clothes separate or your towel or your it even fits an extra pair of shoes and we also have the day bag which is a um which is more of a travel option but also sort of work travel option which allows you to you can fit sort of a tablet or keys phone wallets cables in there you can um and you can it allows it really allows that um tennis player to commute between work and tennis or um or travel for tennis and it allows you to I used that accessory a lot when I was traveling and playing. So I would put the racket bag at the top, take down the, the day bag and have all my um, sort of plain, plain st- gear, such as, you know, headphones and cables and things that I need for the plane I have by my side. So and it can also be worn independently over the shoulder. Um, so and the great thing about the actually the, the modular framework is that it actually follows the same structure, um, sort of one inch webbing structure that other um, uh molly compatible accessories um use which means that actually if you if you do already own a a modular bag or you already own something attaches via molly clips you can actually attach it onto our bag so it sort of allows beyond our own sort of ecosystem of products you can actually accept you can even further um customize your cancer bag and we're also developing um new accessories for for both the racket bag and the backpack that can you know just make it even um, more adaptable and 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 offers more sort of um, use case scenarios. Ah, nice. Uh, I saw you were out of stock of the of the backpack, so that's a good sign, right? <laughs> yeah, the backpacks the backpacks back in in um, probably about two two and a half weeks. It must have taken a long long time and and uh, work to to get to this launch point. Uh, it's a, yeah, and it took it took a lot longer than we imagined. I can that's for sure. Um, you know when I. Even even when we we were ready um, with the designs of the product, we tested them thoroughly. Um, obviously, coronavirus made things delayed a lot. Um, you know, the, our, our factory in China, which we took a long time to source because we really we spent so much time um, finding the exact um, sort of uh, vendor for all of our materials. I mean, all of our materials are meticulously chosen from different areas um, to you know to for their integrity and um, and for their strength and and adaptability so we chose specific materials and um, from all the way down from the buckles to the zips to the we went um, traveled I used to travel to trade shows uh, in between tournaments to go and visit different um, vendors to find the exact materials that we wanted so that took a lot of time to find exactly what we needed um, and then uh, the yeah the, our, our partner um, factory based in Asia is that also took a lot of a lot of time but they really 
they really um, shared our our values for um, unique and innovative product, and they they've designed on and built bags for some some top companies um, in in the sort of outdoor back, back, backpacking space and even sports backpacking space. And um, so we really um, you know we really wanted to make sure we were 100 comfortable with them. So it took a lot of time and a lot more time than we imagined, but uh, um, that was it was all worth it because it really might allowed us to be um really very very um specific on 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 the way that our bag was produced but um, and 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 the the quality control of it but also the every individual material that goes into it it's it's smart to take your time i think so that the product especially such as a bag that has needs to be of such good quality especially if you're you're lugging it to and from the court or or yeah. around in your life or traveling and um yeah i've also i found this interesting uh this bag because i mean traveling I like to travel. I also like bags, so it's one of the things I like, and I have a lot of tennis bags and of various shapes and sizes. And there's one thing that a lot of um, people talk to me about when we talk about tennis gear in general is that uh, many don't want a really strong branding on their uh, bag, and I think that's what you did a good job with here because it's it's uh, kind of blacked out depending on the color you get, but it's not like a huge logo somewhere. Uh, people yeah, want their stuff to be a bit more discreet. Yeah, that was extremely important to us. Um, you know, that's not that's not what Cantor is about. And we, you know, we we want the individual to be able to express themselves through our products and not to express Cantor or express a particular brand. And we, you know, from the very get go, we didn't want massive logos on our bags or and everything's very subtle. Um, and that was because, yeah, I mean, we we believe that that what we build and what we make is about empowering the individual, not about reflecting upon ourselves so that was it was really important that that, that, that we didn't do that and that's something that, that also I found um you know and I, you know I, I found quite difficult with with the current bags out there is that in and brands in general is that they're you know it's all about for them displaying their logo in every single place they can and um and that's you know it, while powerful in some ways you know it actually sometimes people are, what they're looking for is is a is a really um is 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 the product itself to speak for speak for itself really and not just you know logos to be plastered everywhere um so that was really important to us and yeah i'm, I'm glad you noticed that actually thank you <laughs> yeah no it's one of the things i've discussed with with a few friends because it's one of the things like let's say you you change rackets or you're i mean i'm, I'm carrying a bunch of different rackets to the court uh but if there's no like one type of bag then that doesn't have all the logos and and a few of my friends they're really into kind of sporting the brand of the racket they they play with and um which is fine i'm not the same but i i understand that so if you pick dunlop frames or head frames you want a head bag or a dunlop bag when when there's logos everywhere and you make a switch then you have to suddenly buy a new bag even if the bag is new so it's yeah there's that and that and i that was a that was that was difficult for me as well you know where you know if i switched the switch brands or anything you know and it had different different logos and you know just felt like I was just basically marketing every single brand that existed and you know I didn't really I didn't want to be doing that and um and there's also I mean a lot of players are moving away from that I mean especially on the on the lower level professional circuit I've seen a lot of players moving away from branded branded clothing branded um you know uh bags and they you know blacking out their rackets because they don't want to be I mean they a lot especially if they're not being sponsored particularly by specific brands why why would they want to promote them you know it's about they're they're on tour to you know to, to pursue their own career and not to to uh to really boast um a specific uh corporate brand and, and so i think that that's that's something that i've seen as a real sort of wave amongst 
especially especially that generation um you know people aren't really they don't really want to be you know um expressing different brands um in that in that way and they want to have have a product that's really individual to them and and you know and, and that they feel that they can um identify themselves with yeah i think that's that's true um so your plans for uh, marketing this product do you have any are you doing any campaigns do you have any ideas what's your ne- kind of next steps now um i think that i mean we want to get the the word out there to, to to a lot of tennis communities and i think um really um the best the best way is to be able to speak to to people like like for example on this podcast and really express the story behind the brand the meaning behind it behind behind our products and and i think that's really important um and getting that message across and that, and that's something that perhaps i think you know some of the big um bigger tennis companies out there are missing you know um and um it's not about just you know making a certain player you know who's top 100 in the world use your products it's about really um speaking with the tennis community and identifying with them so that's something that we really want to do um you know obviously want to get very involved in the events that are going on both um both you know some of the high level events um but also but also some of the lower level events and we want to start supporting those lower level events from the very start so um i think that's going to be a really big um way of really just getting the word out about cancer but also really just showing that we that we care about you know those all levels of tennis whether it's you know um recreational whether it's um you know uh, collegiate you know or whether it's in um the lower level professional circuit or the high level professional circuit is that you know cancer really cares about tennis the sport and not a specific segment of it so i think that's what we really want to get across yeah i think that's an interesting notion because tennis is um very traditional sport and if you look at it from uh, from kind of up the above it's very elite focused so it's all about the elite but the people who actually make the sport go around like financially is is all the fans and tennis players on the lower yeah. level. Uh, yeah. So I think having a more kind of lower level centric approach or for, for the club user, I think it makes a lot of sense because now it's more like uh, if Fed uses this racket, let's sell everyone this racket and it might not be the one he uses in many cases or it's just not for the average player. So it's not the product is not for made for that most players on the on club level so yeah uh, i think that's that there's definitely um a, a kind of source to tap there when it comes to potential for for uh, kind of club and and uh, the lower levels of tennis i'm actually going to hit head out to the court quite soon i'm going to try your back so it's going to be interesting it was very nice to hear your whole story as well thank you very um, much behind it and um and it's going to be interesting to follow you around uh where is where can they find more about cancer bags or are they interesting to buy one yep so um so cancerbags.com is our website um you can learn all about um the specific features of the bags our story behind the brand and um and uh, you can build your own um and specify it to your own um lifestyle we're also on Amazon. Um, just type in Kanji Tennis Bags on Amazon, you'll find us. Thanks a lot for uh, for your time, Jack. And um, I wish you all the best now that you hopefully return back to the tennis tour in 2021. Let's uh, let's just hope we can get back to some kind of normal yeah, within exactly. a few months at least. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, let's hope. All right, thanks. Thank you. Thanks very much. You too. Bye. Bye-bye.